Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening and today I want to share some tips that I've found helpful when, well, trying to manage all the things on the homestead. Um, the last few weeks I've been putting in garden beds on weekends, hoeing weeds, planting and sowing on an evening after work, doing long days of working in the garden on weekends. So let's dig in and see how things shake down because it isn't easy working a job from, you know, 7.30 in the morning to whatever time at night and managing acreage. So the first thing is that I try to prepare a box or a basket or a bag or whatever um, with the seeds that I'm going to be planting the next day you know, in the garden, and I tried to plan that the night before. So I tried to get things prepped the night before. Um, it, I'm planting on a bigger scale than before, um, but I used to do this even when I lived in the suburbs too. So, you know, I check seed starting schedule, you know, check one if you have one, um, or your calendar, like wherever that you kind of write down, this is what needs to be planted. And this is, you know, the kind of timing for those things. Um, you know, are you going to be sowing more lettuce or is it time for your cowpeas? Is it time to get your melons out? Right. I look at my seed schedule and I pull out the seed packets of those things that I need to do that week, um, or that night. Right. So today, for example, I need to sow my runner beans. I'll go through my seed packets of the varieties that I have already decided to grow this year. I'm going to pull out the beans that I need to start, pop them in the gardening basket, ready for me to take out to the garden today. Same thing with turnips, rutabagas and anything else that I need to have started this week. I found that when I go through the seed stash with my family and we decide on what it is that we're growing for the year, all of those varieties that make it into the yes pile, I put those into another tote, like a totally other, you know, container than my normal seed stash, right? So I know that this is what's going to be planted this year. I don't need to spend time looking through everything to find what I'm looking for. Before I started separating out the seeds that I'm planting for the year, I would end up with more varieties, you know, I was trying to cram into the garden like so you know there's you know this seed packet this seed variety you know that didn't make the cut but somehow it would mysteriously end up coming back into the garden and then I'd be trying to find room to you know make it grow or you know find room to transplant another seedling and stuff I mean can you relate if you ever done that um so being able to kind of go through my my seed stash in its entirety you know over winter and deciding these are the things that we're going to grow these are the varieties and things um you know I just put them all into a totally separate container and then that's the container that you know I keep out the other part of the seed stashes you know back in storage and things so I'm only looking at that one container now of course as we're moving to this more land race gardening approach like I'm not going to need to do that you know for much longer really because I'm going to be having you know my own varieties that I'm going to be growing and it kind of takes away you know a lot of the worries and a lot of the headache with going through and choosing varieties to grow right have you been through that um trying to decide the varieties and you know really only 
narrowing it down to you know one or two varieties of things it's really quite difficult if you have quite a large seed collection so one of the things that I'm quite looking forward to as I move to having this land race type of garden is you know getting rid of that overwhelm of oh my gosh you know I want to grow all of the things and not having so much space like I'm going to be having varieties that grow well in the garden varieties that we enjoy eating right things that really thrive so that's a really good reason um that we're moving towards a land race type of garden uh now heads up so I don't forget um we're now in June um so don't forget to be planning your full garden now um if if you're like me and in a short season area you're going to need to be starting cabbages broccoli and other brassica crops in the next couple of weeks to make seedlings that are big enough to transplant right I've had deer and bugs ravage the cabbages and broccoli for spring that have been planted out. Um, so I definitely need to have my seeds started on time, if not earlier, to allow for a bigger, more robust plants to be going out for fall. I rely heavily on my seed schedule to help keep things on track. Although some very organized gardeners in the Facebook group use calendars or diaries or lists and even setting reminders on their phone as appointments using a calendar calendar app on what things need to be started and when and I think I'm going to be trying that approach next year too to up my organization game um, but that's just the tip I wanted to share with you that had come through from the Facebook group now um, I really miss not having mulch available right now um, both mowers broke and the weeds are trying to take back the garden bed so I'm having to dedicate more time to weeding um, which as you probably know in your garden can take a lot of time um, mulching was my number one time saving tool in the garden um, it drastically cut down on the amount that I needed to weed um, but one thing that is helping with the weeding right now is getting the hoe in the garden beds regularly and getting the garden beds planted and seeds sown as soon as I've weeded so that the new plants and seeds have an opportunity to get established before the weeds and um, this might look like tomatoes being transplanted carrots cilantro or basil seeds being sown around the tomatoes at least this is good exercise being out in the garden but the same is true like as I'm putting in new garden beds because my neighbors have loaned me a rototiller which has been great um, I've been able able to put in much longer beds you know faster um because i'm having a rototiller do that now i do have a no dig garden as well however that is not yet really ready for planting um some of the cardboard's just gone down in some areas over the last week or so although there are an area where, or two where i could be putting some plants and things in but really you know as i've gone over with the tiller for stuff i want to be getting that garden bed planted relatively quickly so those weeds don't have an opportunity to establish but for those of you that have used a rototiller you know that you know there's going to be kind of tracks that are coming down those garden you know beds that you've made where you know there's there's weeds and stuff coming up because that's an area that the rototiller hasn't gotten and if any of you have ever tried to use a heavy rototiller on a slope you know that that is quite an uphill battle um, and can be quite exhausting to do so so being able to kind of take my time and do things over you know a number of weeks or a few days has kind of been um, helpful but it wouldn't have been possible if it hadn't have been for the kindness of my neighbours um, 
you know loaning the rotor till to be able to help get the garden out so um you know that's that's one great thing um that i love about you know living where i do is having some you know wonderful neighbors who are um you know been really great at coming to the rescue and helping us out now one of the things that i wanted to talk about is not to be afraid to reevaluate your goals or tasks needing to be done um perhaps you have events with family or the kids have commitments i don't know maybe they've got a science fair coming up that they need to do a project for or there's some sports and things but you know not just those kind of things but maybe you get unexpectedly sick or discover the poison plant trifecta of poison ivy poison sumac and poison oak and you have an allergic reaction and you can't get out in the garden for a few days that happened to us um a couple of weeks ago um we discovered that we have all three and uh, we didn't know about it until we both um had a really bad reaction to them um we're also at the mercy of the weather as gardeners and we need to change our plans you know as the weather permits right um it might be far too hot for you to be working out in the garden i know you know being a, a heavier person like having the added stress of the the heat on top of the exertion and the work that you're doing it can be kind of difficult i know i've got friends you know in the southern states um who do their gardening like you know at night time when it's much cooler um and they're able to get out and do things rather than trying to battle you know 115 degree weather right um, a few days ago here, I had a couple of days of thunderstorms that meant that I couldn't get out and sow or transplant my tomatoes and peppers. Um, so I changed up my plans, right? I did some spring cleaning indoors instead. I did some bulk cooking and some meal planning. I took stock of canning supplies that I'm going to be needing. So I'm going to be ready for August and September. I now know ahead of time that I need canning jar lids. So I'm going to be on the lookout for those at the store when I go. The point is that sometimes we need to be flexible and adapt our plans. I'm one of nature's warriors, right? My husband is a lot more go with the flow, whereas I really like to stick to a plan, although I often change my mind, you know, as often as the wind blows, which drives my husband nuts. Um, but more often than not, there's something more urgent that needs to be done first. Um, I try to take a few deep breaths to centre myself and find the calm, which can be hard, I know, but we often find that we're reprioritizing tasks based on urgency and you know what we feel that we're able to do right like our own personal limitations on things and that brings me to enlist help if you can now i mentioned how wonderful my my neighbors were in um letting us borrow a rototiller um and i know many of you listening are going at this homesteader thing on your own i know a lot of you don't have support from family members in doing this right my family hates gardening um it's a labor of love for me but even then there's days when there's just too much to do or it's too difficult to do um, so reach out to friends and family and see if they would be willing to lend a helping hand. You might be pleasantly surprised, um, you know, and sometimes if no help comes, you know, I understand. I know how that feels. Um, you know, I've had my family come and help me plant potatoes. They were planting about 15 rows of potatoes out whilst I was transplanting, you know, 
30 something tomato plants right we we divvied up some of the tasks and that was super helpful in doing that um but i know sometimes when you're enlisting help especially if it's from people who don't know how to garden and things like that can be a little stressful for you trying to kind of you know help them with what they need to do and while you're trying to do some of the more complicated things um but know that you know people want to do want to help and they they want to do the best that they they can but if you're not able to get help then one of the things that i found is setting yourself small goals to help keep you motivated and on track um so i'm still planting peppers and tomatoes um i've spent hours in the field trying to get them in even with the family helping um I try to have a goal of maybe planting out 10 seedlings or sowing five seed packets, something that is achievable that I can do each evening. So each evening I'll go out, I will transplant like 10 pepper plants um, or I will do, you know, three plants and two seed packets or something like that. Like I try to keep it, you know, relatively easy to do something that I can do on an evening before it gets too dark or I can do early in the morning before it gets too hot or before I'm heading to work. Um, you could try setting a timer to be out in the garden weeding for 10 minutes to help keep on track of weeding. Or maybe um, you could have a list of three jobs on the homestead that need to be done that week or that weekend that you can check off. I don't know, maybe like sow beets, put up fencing around garden and meal prep for the week, right? I like lists. There's something very satisfying being able to cross something off a list. My husband easily gets overwhelmed with a list. So I sometimes put my list items on separate slips of paper and put them in a jar. And then we pull a job from the jar to tackle. And that kind of helps cut down like the overwhelming look of, you know, a list that's, you know, <laughs> just never ending. It's like one of those scrolls in a movie where they open out and it just keeps going, right? Once the task is done, then we'll get another job from the jar, right? That's kind of one way to do it. And it's kind of fun. Sometimes that's how we would divvy up household chores that need to be done too. Like we just put all the chores in a jar, right? Like laundry, you know, washing windows, vacuuming, sweeping, whatever it was. Clean the kitchen, clean the bathroom, right? Put them all in a jar, shake up the jar. Everybody picks a task and you know you go do that and then once that's done you know you grab a another task i guess if it if you had kids like you might want to make it a bit more um interesting and the more tasks they get done you know the higher the pocket money becomes or oh gosh what, what do you call pocket money here allowance i think it is um you know i know that worked for me <laughs> as a kid um so that's just a thought um, one thing that I want to mention is that it's okay to have a day when things are not okay. Um, like sometimes we get overwhelmed and that's okay. It's okay to feel stressed. It's okay to feel upset. It's okay to feel anxious. Um, I've definitely had a day where I felt like that. I had a good cry, a, a really good cry, and I really didn't want to get out into the garden. And gardening is like my favorite hobby. Um, and we need that mental break sometimes. It's okay. Maybe you want to go fishing. Um, you want to go for a hike. You want to take the puppies to the beach. Go to the pub and sing terrible karaoke. Um, maybe you want to play a video game or make a fort with the kids. You want to do anything, anything other than digging another row of potatoes and planting out another seedling. Um, 
I understand. And it's it's not um, uncommon. I, I don't think people talk about it enough um, within the homesteading community about, you know, homestead overwhelm. And it happens quite a lot. I remember um, there was a, an episode of, um, oh gosh, it was a 1970s TV show in the UK called The Good Life. And it was about a couple who... Um, you know, decided to, you know, he, he quit his job and, you know, they decided to become self-sufficient in their backyard. Um, and it's, you know, one of the things that inspired me when I was younger, but there was, there was a, an episode where, um, things were not okay. And, you know, the, woman on the the character on um the show was talking about like how you know tomorrow you, you know might be you know might be fine yesterday i was fine and tomorrow might be better but today i'm not okay and um you know sometimes we we really do need to you know have um a day where you know we we don't do you know the things that are kind of stressing us out a bit you know when you're kind of overwhelmed with oh, I've got all this planting to do or I've got to build this I've got to do that sometimes we just need to take a step back and uh, reevaluate. Um, so you know I made the decision that I needed a day with the dogs right doing something that wasn't gardening or cleaning up after things right so I watched movies I did some patchwork and quilting and I crocheted like I'm someone who's like always busy doing something naturally. Um, I really can't just sit and watch a movie or sit and do nothing. Like I typically have to be doing something. Um, so that's that's crochet or knitting for me, right? Um, so you know I'll be watching a movie and working on blankets or you know whatever projects it is. And yes, I have several crochet projects, and you know because I'll get bored doing the same stitches day in and day out. So I like to kind of switch things up a bit, right? That's just how I operate. But after taking that mental break and you know taking that day, I felt so much better in getting out into the garden the next day and I got more done than I had planned and was able to make up for lost time and it didn't feel like a chore at that point it didn't feel like something I had to do right it wasn't a big weight weighing over me anymore it was something that I wanted to do instead um so you know there's there's no you know nothing wrong with you know having a day where you need to take you know that that step back and reevaluate and you know do something different before getting back at the task in hand there's also no shame in saying that i've taken on too much and i need to scale back either right if you're doing too much and getting overwhelmed then homesteading and gardening isn't going to be fun or enjoyable anymore. And I'm sure that it being fun and enjoyable is one reason that you are doing this kind of lifestyle, right? Um, so take stock of where you are right now and what you had planned to do. What do you need to change? Maybe you're putting in your garden and it's taking way longer than expected. I hear you on that one. Um, you know, maybe you had planned on building a chicken coop and getting chickens by July. Maybe focus on the garden for this season and build the chicken coop over winter instead. Maybe getting six ducks and a goat is taking up more time and money than you had anticipated because the goat is always ex escaping. You're having to constantly do repairs and maybe you need to th figure out finding a new home for them. 
I know a number of suburban homesteaders just like you who've had to scale back on livestock and find new homes for them. Oh, they've become food, uh, you know, for the family earlier than anticipated because it's been more than they can handle. Right. I know somebody who, you know, got a couple of goats and had them for like a couple of weeks and realized very quickly that this was way more than they could take and way more than they could deal with right there's there's nothing wrong with that it's not a failure right it it, it definitely isn't a failure it is a lesson learned and you have learned your limitations for the future right you've learned a valuable lesson in what it takes to be able to care for those animals for example or manage a garden or what whatever it is right you know what are the lessons that you've learned from that exercise right and you know again you know there's nothing wrong with you know if you've got livestock and you you know can't manage them anymore you know you know having them rehomed or selling them to you know somebody else you know those those kind of things happen all the time um that's sometimes how you know new homesteaders end up getting livestock is you know somebody else is is selling them um so you know it's it's not a failure just remember that it is not a failure um it's a lesson learned um i mean for example we had ideas of a goat two pigs meat chickens laying chickens and ducks oh i'm putting in an orchard and nut trees for this year on the homestead as well as a massive garden right <laughs> uh quite the um uh the what's what's the word i'm looking for um you know there's quite a lot there right and um you know there's Honestly, there's no chance of the goat and pigs this year, given the garden is in the first year. It's taking more time than we estimated. Part of that, grant, it's because I fractured my hand. Um, but, you know, that's that's OK. Um, we've had to reprioritize, um, you know, stuff that's come through. Right. We've had to prioritize major home repairs and some demolition work being done. Right. We've had to prioritize those over the other stuff. Um, you know, chickens are dependent on, you know, us building a sturdy predator proof chicken tractor. We're reusing some of the lumber from the demolished dilapidated barn to be able to build the chicken tractor, but we're not there yet. We've not even started, you know, building it. We've drawn up some plans, but we're definitely nowhere near building it yet. Um, if the chickens don't come until next year, though, I'm OK with that. Although I really want the chickens to help take care of the dang ticks. Um, but it's it's OK that there, you know, there might be a next year project. As for the orchard, well, bare root tree season is now past. Um, you know, if I'm going to be buying trees, there are going to be ones in containers, which are more expensive. Um, but there is actually local orchards nearby so I can get local produce. You can always add to your homestead once you've got the hang of other things that you are managing. If this is your first year gardening, stick with that before adding more to your homestead. Get a couple of seasons under your belt before adding in something else. Sometimes you got to slow down to be able to speed up. And that's how permaculture works, right? They tell you during your PDC, your permaculture design course, that you need to observe the land for at least a year, preferably 18 months, even two years before you start doing anything to the land. So you understand the seasons, how things naturally move on your property, right? And the reason why we're slowing down with permaculture is so we can 
carefully assess the property and carefully design the property to make the the best use of the energy and the resources that are there and by energy i mean you're basically capturing things to use it for something else right it's more of that close circle loop that's happening right you want to be really you know making things as efficient as possible and that's why sometimes it takes that time to take a step back and observe things before just kind of going you know all out gung-ho and you know throwing everything in and diving right in at the deep end sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and often the slow and steady approach is much better um you know maybe look at getting locally raised meat or eggs rather than raising them yourself until you feel comfortable in doing so or maybe if you've got livestock already and you're looking at a garden maybe start with a small garden right don't try and convert your entire backyard into into a garden you know maybe just start with you know a few rows a few beds and some of those you know really choice veggies that you really really love um you know rather than trying to do everything and don't forget to enjoy what you're doing taking a break is important um you know it's often over overlooked right I like to sit outside and have a cup of tea overlooking the property in the morning or, uh, you know, on an evening. Um, Or sometimes I like to pick my dinner from the garden and enjoy it on the back deck. I like to look at past pictures of the garden and the homestead and see how much we've done, how tall the plants are getting, the flowers that are blooming and the bees that visit them. You've done an incredible amount of work and you should celebrate that. Marvel at what you've done and enjoy the fruits of your labour. You might take a moment to enjoy a nicely organised pantry that you've just finished, a batch of soap that you've made or the sweater that you finally finished knitting or, you know, you finally made those socks that your husband has been nagging at you to make for the last six years that you've been married right um you know or may- maybe you want to enjoy that wood trestle table that you've just finished staining right it's important to enjoy those things and remember why you want to homestead so i would love to hear from you how do you make the best use of your time on the homestead let me know over in the facebook group until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully And I'll see you all next week.